Good evening, welcome back to another episode. This is your host, John Rosenberg, live from Jacksonville. Bienvenidos at John Rosenberg Podcast. Bienvenue à Jean Rosenberg Podcast. Thank you for listening tonight. Um, we t- Today we're going to talk about the 2020 election. Uh, what's at stake for black America and white America? Uh, whether you're a Republican, Democrat, Independent, Conservative, Liberal, left right it doesn't matter um like i said before um voting in the general election is not conducive for the black community it doesn't really do anything for black community does it there's no intangible for the black community because we don't have a an initiative for the black community as far as like those those um p- uh, politician who's going who's running right now joe biden doesn't have one they claim that they have one, but if you look at the new degree, they don't have one. Pamela Harris, uh, what's the other guy from uh, from Jersey? Uh, Booker, Cory Booker. Um, but uh, the Democrats have to be very careful right, right here with Trump. I know they try to, to impeach Trump. I'm not against that. Is the time frame. Um, Nancy Pelosi, you guys know of her, the Speaker of the House. Uh, I don't think that's a good tactic for for the Democrats to go after Trump right now for impeachment. They should have done that in the first uh, the first year he got elected, but they procrastinated. Um, now they want to go. She want to go full throttle in for impeachment, but the time frame is really off. Um, another thing is they cannot be playing because they cannot talk about the economy right now. The economy is doing it's doing okay. I'm not saying it's doing great, but it's doing okay. It's, it's okay for now. We we'll shall see how everything plays out the next year. So if anything goes bad for Trump next year, economically speaking, uh, you have the Iran conflict. Iran right now, they're ready to go to war with America. They're not backing down. They stood their ground. On you know, they stood. On, they're standing on the principles. Um, you know, the, the Iran conflict, which I'll do a podcast on that. Uh, this conflict date back for hundreds of years now, since 1908, uh, one, or give or take. Um, that relationship started with the oil, when they found oil in Iran. And um, the British and the French and America, they was well invested with the Shah regime out of Iran. The Shah was a royal family out of Iran. Iran is uh, the Persian Empire. If you, know, if you know about Alexander the Great, that's the, that's the same people. That being said, the 2020 election, uh, I don't think the Democrats have a very clear front runner. Whether you talk about Kamala Harris, I, I'll make an argument for Joe Biden. He had the most experience by far out of all of those con- uh, candidates. Then you say Kamala Harris, Cory Booker. But what is the black agenda? What do they have for the black people, for the Negro American specifically? What do they have economically? Do they have, are they going to give the Negro American reparation? <laughs> I beg to differ. I don't think so. Are they going to create um, universal health care for the American? Are they going to get rid of um, college tuition? You know, those are the things you got to look into. Um, those are policies. Um, they're going to have to do a lot of um, running, a lot of marketing when it comes to Twitter, Facebook, they have to be in the forefront of that for them to run the election. They have to do a lot of town hall meetings, which I've seen um, Cory Booker and um, Barry Sanders. Those are the two candidates I can that have done a lot of time, um, small town hall meeting 
Where's the Democrat? They have to go full throttle on that for them to have a chance to win this election. Me, I got no dog in the race either way, whether it's the Republican, left and right. I'm just in the middle. But what I'm saying is that for those of us who are going to cast your vote, who are going to spend hours, I repeat, hours on it, online and standing to cast your vote for your, um, your, your candidate, you got to be mindful of those things. Um, for the black community, uh, I think the black vote this time around going to mean a lot because if the black people come out and vote, they can uh, kick out Trump at the White House. If they don't come out by large numbers, Trump will be reelected. That being said, you guys keep going after Trump, 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 Trump. Like I told you guys before, Trump is part of the problem, but he's not the problem. I repeat, Trump is part of the problem, but he's not the problem. The problem is, is the U.S. government and the U.S. policies, whether they talk about domestically, international. Those of us who follow politics and those of us who live in Washington and work for the government are already aware of that. This is for the, just the average listeners who not into geopolitics, who's not into, um, who, who don't follow, you know, the, the Washington, Washington Post, who don't read those magazines, you know, the political report. The, they don't know about what's going on. Like I said, me, I'm very adamant about this when I st- make this statement. I say I, I, America has become a socialist capitalist country. Now, you can ag- agree or disagree, but those are the facts. Now, we start as a republic by 1776. That's why we fought the English. And we were, were, by the grace of God and with the Negro American, we were victorious. Let's keep that in perspective. If it wasn't for the Negroes, they would have lost that war. And George Washington would have been king. He would not be president. (laughs) I'll repeat, George Washington would have been king. He would not be president. That being said, the 2020 election... When you look at Judge Bersenio when he went against um, Clinton, the reason why he lost, he didn't have the bravado. He had the experience, and then to be to give him credit, uh, he's not. I'm not a fan of his, but I have to be critical here. He's the one that stabilized the economy, and that Clinton enjoyed during those eight years. It was him, his policy. That was George W. Bush policies that make the Clinton years one of the best years. A lot of people don't give him credit for that, but that was him. He he balanced the budget before he left office. So Clinton, uh, consequently, Clinton enjoyed those years, those eight years that he had. In, uh, that was not Clinton. It was George W. Bush who balanced the budget. Let's keep that real. That being said, um, when you look at Obama, Obama was like a change you can believe in. And um, a lot of people underestimate his um, charisma, the way he got on as a youth. And he ended up being Hillary because Hillary thinks she was holding him down. Um, she came out of the way, smacked Hillary in the mouth. Then he won the election. Carter lost the election because of the Iran problem and the oil crisis. Those two uh, dilemma. that's what caused Carter the, the election. Now, if he had um, had that oil problem in the Iran conflict, I'm pretty sure he would be reelected. We all know that Carter will be reelected. Ronald Reagan would not won. Same thing for Nixon. Nixon, when Nixon lost against um, JFK, from what I understand, he he had just came out of the hospital. He's not, and plus in the 1950s, they they didn't have a lot of uh, uh, America didn't have only 11% of America had te- television. 
in the 1960s, you have 88% that television. So television played a big factor in the Nixon and uh, Nixon JFK election. It, like I said, the, the first time around, JFK barely uh, won the election. I think he won about a couple hundred votes, just like Al Gore, just like Al Gore and Bush Jr. He barely won the election in 2000. You know, you know about the recounts back in 2000. You know about the recounts. Um, then you have um, Gerald Ford. He was the only president who became president that was not elected by the people. He's the only one in U.S. history. There might be a couple ones that slipped my mind, but he's the one I can tell. Gerald Ford. He was Nixon vice president. When Nixon got impeached, he became president. Same thing with um, LBJ. LBJ, he became president the first time around because of JFK assassination, which he was behind. Uh, I will be doing one for him, and his podcast will be LBJ, the gangster from Texas. LBJ, the gangster from Texas. That's going to be the name of the podcast. I'll go more in depth about his presidency and who he is he who he was as a person as a politician he was a dirty bastard that being said um the 2020 election is upon us here in a couple months um not in a couple months but yeah i guess a couple months come next year it, it, they're gonna go full throttle uh with this election um can trump trump might be able to uh win again because like i say his base as long as he keep his base happy, like I say, his base is those um, uh, white evangelicals, white nationalists, and poor whites. I repeat, white evangelicals, white nationalists, and poor whites, that's Donald Trump base. If you didn't know it, now you know it. Um, the Democrats, they have a lot of work, they have a lot of ground to cover. They, can't be, they cannot be playing that to this tactic of impeachment. It might backfire against them. They have to leave this impeachment alone because you see what happened with Clinton when the Republicans tried to impeach him. Even though he was guilty with the sex, uh, the sex scandal with Monica Lewinsky, but he was able to become victorious because he knew how to play it cool. And I'll give credit to his wife. But that being said, that whole impeachment, the Democrats should have pushed that in the first term. Now this guy's is election year. You know, impeachment, the process, and they don't have the vote. <laughs> they don't have the vote to impeach Trump right now. If they had the vote in the Senate, maybe they, they will have some leverage, but they don't have the vote. I don't know what Nancy Pelosi is talking about. I know Trump, he can be, you know, you, whether you like him or not, he's very charismatic. He's on, tw- he's on Twitter 24 hours a day. So you guys too gotta be on Twitter with uh, there's gonna be two factors. Number one factor is the economy. If the economy becomes stable, he might be reelected. If it's not stable from next from now to next year, he might have a problem in his hand. I don't know his approving rating is, might be 45%. I don't know his approving rating as I speak on this podcast. I don't know it. Those of us who know his national approving rating is, you can call in and tell me about it. But Donald Trump is, um, he's not a good president, to say the least. Uh, Like I said, I'm not a big fan of Donald Trump. You guys already know that already. Um, There are some things that I agree with him, but there's a lot of things I disagree with him. Uh, When it comes to Iran, when it comes to China. uh, Well, China, I'm 50-50 on China. 
But when it comes to Iran, when it comes to uh, Venezuela, I strongly disagree with him and Mark Pence, his vice president. But what I'm saying is that um, those of us who vote in the general election who happen to be Negroes, I think you're wasting your time because most of us know that you need 270 electoral votes to be president. I'll repeat, you need 270 electoral votes to become president of the United States. So that means your popular vote is irrelevant. Unfortunately, that's the way the system works. Um, you'll be better off voting for your senator, your governor, your mayor, your police chief, your city council. You'll be better off because this is a di- that's a direct impact on you, on your community. But the, ge- the president... Because these people are controlled by the World Banks. They're controlled by special interests, which is the lobbyists who work in Washington, D.C. Uh, you guys know about the lobbyists who work and give those politicians millions of dollars. You are telling me the guy's making $250,000 a year. Then for his campaign, he raised about $50 million. Where does money coming from? Special interests. <laughs> it's coming from special interests or the mafia, allegedly. But what I'm saying is that a lot of those people, they're going to go out there waste a lot of energy debating and arguing, but they're not going to focus on the policies. Uh, Kamala Harris, she have done a, done a lot of bug dancing, same for Cory Booker and Barry Sanders. I like Barry Sanders. I like him. And I like Joe Biden too. But I think Joe Biden have a better chance of winning. Um, who's going to be, uh, who's going to be his vice president? Who knows? We shall see. But I think Kamala Harris can be a good vice president because she has the credentials. But as far as like when it comes to policies, uh, I don't think she's good on that. But if Joe Biden become uh, the, the nominee, I would suggest he go with Kamala as his vice president or he can go with Cory Booker. I think him and Cory Booker I'm not I'm not a fan of neither one. I'm just just giving you guys some kind of idea. If he become the nominee, if Joe Biden become the nominee, me, if I was a campaign manager, I would tell him go with Cory Booker as vice president. Cory Booker have the charisma, he have the knowledge. It's just when it comes to policies, I'm not, I, I, you know, I mean, you know, I don't I'm not feeling him on policy, especially reparation. He don't have a decisive decision. What is playing for the Negro American when they go? Sure, Joe Biden too. He doesn't have a plan for the reparation. They all, they all give you a vague answer like, oh well, you know, we'll give you a couple million, a couple billion dollars here. A couple billion dollars ain't gonna cut it. We talk about trillions of dollars here. <laughs> we talk about anywhere from fifteen trillion to twenty trillion dollars. That's what we're talking about. We're not talking about some couple billion, a hundred million dollars. That's not much. But uh, that being said, the Democrats have a lot of work to do uh, when it comes to campaigning and marketing. Um, they have to play the role of the underdog. Um, for what I've seen with uh, Bill Clinton, with Obama, Obama played the role of the underdog. Nobody expect Obama to be Clinton because Clinton was already established as a politician in Washington. So Obama was a newcomer. So he had to galvanize his base, which is the, the, the college students, and the youth and the millennials. So that's how he, he was able to win um, the election. Plus, and the black vote. He got 98% of the black vote. 
So those are the two factors why Obama became president. And he was using Facebook, Twitter, you name it, he was using it. As his advantage. It's the same thing that Trump is doing right now. He's on Facebook. He's relevant. He's relevant. Every time he said go viral nowadays. So the Democrats have to be very uh, mindful of that when it comes to marketing. And they have to do a lot of small town conference uh, meeting. So they have to go to Ohio like a thousand times if they have to. They, they have to do a lot of trip to Ohio. Um, you know, Florida is another state they have to work on. Um, Texas, they have to make a lot of trips to those states. Those are red states. Alabama, Tennessee, Kentucky, all those states. Chicago, I'll take Chicago out of it. But I'll say Alabama, Tennessee, New Orleans, and Texas, and Florida. Florida and and Georgia. So those are the states that's going to make a major factor in the general election come next year. But like I said, I have no dog in the race. This is just my perspective on the election. Um, like I said, you guys have different perspective on the election. But for you guys to uh, beat the Trump, for the Democrats to uh, win the election, they have to guide the bases and they have to go full throttle on marketing and do a lot of small, time, uh, small town conferences throughout the Midwest, in the Southeast, in the um, Southwest. For them to have a chance to win this election, but the impeach the, the the tactic that they do right now with Nancy Pelosi, you know, try to impeach the president. I don't think that tactic will would not it's not going to work because it's the timing the time frame is really bad, and secondly, she don't have the vote in the in the, in the Senate to overthrow to 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 get to overthrow the president to impeach the president. So that being said. Now, if she had filed the, she she had done it a couple of years back. Whether she have a vote, she would still have some kind of traction. Right now, you know, try to pinch the president. That might backfire against them. They have to be very careful with that. Uh, that being said, um, like I said, the general election is a toss-up because it's not really a toss-up because they already they already select who's going to be the next president. Whether it's going to be Trump or somebody else. Those those bankers already know. Uh, the lobbyists who work in Washington, they, they probably have a feeling who's going to be the next president next four years. So we, as a general public, we don't know that. Um, we're just going by what we see on CNN, on Fox, on NBC, ABC. So we're going by those outlets. But those guys, they know who's going because they select those presidents. Like I said, those, the, 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 the president have no power. He's just a fish. He's just a face. He's just a face of a, a cooperation. He has no leverage. He has no power. He has no substantial power. Let me let me clarify that. He has no su- substantial power. He's just a face. And he's like a puppet in the string. He's being pulled by different entities. So that being said, those of us who study geopolitics, study history of America and the world are already aware of that. This is just for the average listener. This is for the average listener. This is just my perspective. Whether you agree with me or not, this is just my perspective on this subject matter, the 2020 election. Um, like I said, there's a great chance um, he might be reelected. Um, Trump, might be, uh, Trump might be reelected. There's a great chance. But he might, be, he might get it. Uh, he might, we might vote him out of there. 
So the black vote is going to be a, a major factor on this election. It depends how many black people come out to vote. And the youth and the women, um, those factors, the Latinos too, they might be a factor in this election also because of immigration. The immigration subject has been a very prominent subject in the media for the past two years, three years now. So he, he's going to lose some vote on that. So that might come bite, bite him in the ass come next year, the immigration. But I don't think the Negro Americans should stay out of the immigration um, kind of talk because it's not going to be- benefit them as a whole, as a collective. The immigration uh, talk, Negro Americans should stay out of it. It's not going to benefit you. But that being said, I'm just got to be critical here and objective here with this um, this coming election because, you know, we're in the end of the year. We're in October. Uh, only t- two more months until the, the year's over. So a lot of people are pumped up with Kamala Harris, Cory Booker, Joe Biden, Barry Sanders. Uh, what's that, Yang, that Chinese dude, Yang. So, like I said, there's a lot of moving parts. Um, the trade war with China, that might, be, that might affect him in the general election. The Iran conflict going to affect him. And the Venezuela, well, this is is international um, policies. We're not talking about domestically, but mostly international policies with the Iran conflict, the Venezuelan conflict, with the Chinese trade, and I think the 5G. um, I know the 5G technology, that's what they have in China right now. I think America want to take a part, part of that too. You know, they've been promoting this 5G. Like I told you in my last podcast, the 5G, the electromagnetic field is not good for your body. It's harmful to your body. So I'm not a big fan of the 5G. I know it make your computer work or your phone work faster. You can download file much faster, watch, you know, stuff at much faster speed. But when it comes to your health, the, the electromagnetic, I repeat, the electromagnetic is harmful to your health. Don't take my word for it. Go look it up yourself. That's how I learned about it. I had to look it up. A lot of you guys, you know, you spend hours on TV. Y'all don't research nothing. Y'all just see by what, y'all go by what NBC or CNN are talking about or Fox. Those of you on the right. Those of you on the left, you know, you guys watch CNN all day, um, NBC, ABC. So those are, those are you on the left. But that being said, this is my perspective on this 2020 election. Will Trump be reelected? There's a possibility he might be re-elected, and there's a possibility he might not be re-elected. So to those of, you, of us who's going to cast our vote, particularly the Negro American and the Hispanics, all I have to say, you guys make your mind up. So one love. Thank you for tuning in. Adios, ciao, au revoir, bye-bye.